Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Garrison Financial Friday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We've just been, Scott and Jared and I have just been going through the pain that I'm going to feel. Eating the hot chip from our fantasy football league. I might rejoin the league just to watch that. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed. Okay, darn. You're done. Oh, Hundred bucks saved in my pocket. Quit one time, you're out. Huh? Yeah, they quit that, one time. He quit. They quitter. They quit. Day of the draft. Quit. All right. Let's. Uh, okay. Let's talk about um, how the you're day doing. Of the draft. No, I didn't. Quit? Oh, it wasn't the day of the maybe draft. Maybe the day before. I gave him a heads up. Twenty-four hour notice. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. Oh, okay. Nine oh five. It's a lot more fun to pick on. To, let's get back to you eating. This it's chip. a lot more fun to pick on Jared than it is me having yeah. to eat that hot let's chip. Get back to you eating this chip. Oh, it's happening. Mm-hmm. How are you going to neutralize this? What are you going to? What are you going to do? I don't know. What if you could put like some saran wrap on your tongue? I am open for uh-huh. suggestions. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I mean, I'm playing the the best team in the league this week, and I have to win the last two to have any chance to avoid this. And You're I woke, have to hope somebody else blows their Achilles out besides Aaron Rodgers. Huh? I woke up and I was like, "How in the world am I already down 32.6?" <laughs> Nobody even happened. Nothing even happened last. Oh yeah, the Dallas Cowboys won. See the MVP last night. He looked pretty good again. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're going you just there. really take pride in that. <laughs> he looked pretty good. As I told Jared yesterday, Dallas finally beat a team with a winning record, and now they don't have one. So does that not count? Well, they now, don't have a losing record. Seattle's now 6-6. Six and six. I seem to remember telling you a long time ago that San Francisco was going to win the NFC, and, and <clears> you were, sticking to, your, you were right. sticking to your guns. Two different times I told you that, and you were sticking to your guns about Dallas. 29 of 41, 299, three touchdowns and zero picks. Yeah. It's a pretty good night. Yeah. 
against a team that's just not that good. 3,234 yards, 26 touchdowns, six interceptions. QBR 75.5, which you know where that ranks in the league? Probably first. First. Yeah. Let's see what he does against a team that's got guys like T.J. Watt. We them boys. Uh-huh. We them boys. Hey, congratulations. My, my Steelers could score nine points and beat your boys. <laughs> congratulations on finally outgaining a team last week, Scott. <laughs> hey, have I not been saying all season we got to fire Matt Canada? Everybody that wears a Steeler uniform has been saying it. Was that the first time in, what, 59 games that they gained 400 yards on yes. offense? That is an unbelievable. That's unbelievable. That's, that is unbelievable. Yeah, we're we're building. We're and this week there. you get to play an elf at quarterback. Yeah. <clears throat> so that'll be easy. <laughs> an elf at quarterback. Yeah. You are fired up today, I am. man. I probably stayed at the <laughs> full house a little get long. You or the opening house. Red Bull or something yeah. on the way into work today. All right, I've got some questions. I was gonna ask you this okay. last I was gonna ask you this last night and I thought, Nope, I'm gonna wait for the show. Okay. But then I found another one. What happened on this day twenty five years ago, boys? What happened? 25 years ago. I think Jared 1998. Oh, Bob Stoops. That's it. Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops was hired 25 years ago today. God, what a glorious day. Oh, man, that football's not here. We're probably also getting pretty close to 25 years ago today that the Elks won their only football state title. Yeah. It's got to be getting close. Yep. What date was that on? I don't know. It's on that football downstairs. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so that's that's one thing that I, that that I was thinking about that I've been thinking about the last couple of years. You know, <clears throat> is it going to be possible for an Elksy, Clinton, Weatherford, Ada, a school like that to win a three A or four A state title ever again? Mm-hmm. Now, here's why I say that. Okay. Look at all the teams that keep competing in the 3A and 4A championship games in football. What do they all have in common? 3A is always private schools. 3A is always private schools, and 4A is always the outskirts of metropolitan areas. Well, Clinton won two years ago. That's true. That's true. Who did they beat? Who did they beat? Tuttle. Tuttle, that's right. Tuttle, an outlier of a metropolitan area. You know, I mean, you got these you got these schools that are right there. Hey, my kid can't play for Stillwater. I know my kid can't play for Stillwater, but he can go to Cushing and be a superstar and and have a fantastic high school career. Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to do? I'm going to find a place to live in Cushing. You don't necessarily need a place to live. Yeah, that's true, too. So as as open as transfers are now. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's nothing that the OSSAA can do to to fix it. No, There's nothing left, you can do. Yeah. Numbers are numbers, but it's it's going to be really difficult. You know, which will make it all the more sweet when it happens. That's true. All right, this is a question I've been wanting to ask Jared all week, so I'm going to ask both of you at the same time. Who are you rooting for tomorrow? <laughs> I was going to ask you that today. <laughs> Didn't I already tell you? Who are you rooting for tomorrow? I'm I'm rooting for the earth to open and swallow <laughs> yeah. both teams whole. The meteor, this yeah, is a meteor the, game. The meteor game. <laughs> That's a great question. I probably, I, I'll be honest, I don't know if I'll watch it. I don't know if I'll watch it. Is that petty? Yes. A little bit. A uh, million percent. Who am I supposed to root for? I mean, I, 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 think, this, I think this answer is... 
easy. Oklahoma State. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hate Texas way you worse. You cannot than root State. for Texas. Part of yeah. me wants to see what happens if Texas wins. The awkwardness of your okay. mark giving the trophy. Part of you wants to see the the well the yeah the awkwardness of giving just the trophy to, to the team the, that's leaving. Just the entertainment of it all. Just to say, yeah. okay, <laughs> what's going to happen? And, what are they going to do? What are they going to say? Because they already threw shots at him after they beat Texas Tech, right? Yeah, on yeah. their big screen. So I, I'm kind of oh okay, what's going to happen? That's why it was going to be really cool if it was OU Texas. It was going to happen. There's going to be that awkwardness of giving the trophy to a and to a, a program that's leaving. Me wants that to happen for the complete and total mania that will happen if all of the favorites win. See that that's, that's one oh, reason yeah. why yeah. I'd like. That's the one only only reason why you would want Texas to win is just for the chaos. Because what tonight, Oregon Washington's tonight. Mm-hmm. So if you can get Oregon to win. Then starting the day tomorrow with a Texas win, we're setting up for chaos theory. Yeah, yeah. It's so. No, but deep down, as Sooner fans, yeah, I want Texas to lose, of course, right? I want, I, I want them to lose every game they play. It would be, it would be a toss up for me to choose if I was going to cheer between the sons of Satan or Texas. <laughs> I mean, if Texas was playing Satan's school for the evil it, <laughs> i would have a hard time deciding who but i i would cheer for osu today I, I i i would okay here's another question it seems like you boys are ready for chaos so who are you rooting for throughout the weekend what do you want to see happen that leads to whatever happens on sunday i i'm just gonna tell you what i think's gonna happen okay how's that that's fine and then we'll see what happens from there I think Oregon's going to win tonight. Um, so that already that that causes a pretty big stink already. Uh, and then I think I don't think Louisville could have asked for a better situation because they were not going to get into the championship game, and for them to lose last week gave them all kinds of motivation going into playing an undefeated team for a conference title that they've never won. A, had, did they win the conference title with? Uh, What's his name? Lamar? Lamar? Mm-mm, I don't think so. I don't think they did. Yeah, because Clemson won it. Yeah. Um, so, unbelievable motivation going in to play a team that doesn't have a quarterback for a conference for your first ever conference championship. And so, I think that they're going to win there. So, so then who's into the playoffs? It starts – here's the thing. I've seen a little bit of rumblings. Not only do they not have Jordan Travis, but there's a chance that Tate Rodemaker's not going to play either because of yeah, the concussion last that. week when he got hit at the end of the game oh. against Florida. There's That's starting to pop up on the social media sphere that uh, they, may do, they may be down to their third quarterback. And I get it. It's not a season-ending injury with the concussion like, like what Travis is. But even then, if they somehow sneak out a win, is the committee now going to hold that against them too? Yeah. I did. I did find the fault in your analysis earlier this week. What's though. that? Just gonna say. I, I mean, I hate to. Is it, am I gonna get kicked off of the show? You could after let's, this. Let's just see what happens. Okay, you said that you were irritated that they might say, "Well, look at Oregon's loss. It was a great loss." But that's not the that's not the key component for Oregon. The key component for Oregon is if they if they make it to the playoffs, the only way they make it to the playoffs is by beating Washington in the conference championship game. And that's a better win 
than Alabama in the fourth week of the season. Yeah, but here's the problem. They've already ranked them where they've ranked them without that win. What the hell have they done so far? Now, I get it. If it's on Sunday and you beat Washington and avenge your loss, okay. But they're already doing it. Well, they've, they've won some pretty big games. They've, they've beaten some good teams. Who? They've beat... What are, you, what are you talking about? Uh, All year you told us Oregon State mm-hmm. was going to win the Pac-12. They did beat Oregon State. They beat Utah. Oh, man, I was going to get our preseason stuff, and I totally forgot our bet. Our, uh, our, we'll have to do we'll that We'll go over week. that next week. Didn't they beat Utah? They beat Utah. Which was, Utah ended up not looking too hot. That's the problem. By the end of the season. SC. Same thing. SC, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mid-tier team at best so yeah they, they avoided they avoided the teams that are good now and they played the teams we thought were going to be good then yeah. like for instance right. arizona they didn't even play they didn't have to play arizona yeah they played colorado like think about this when they played colorado colorado was ranked 19th in the country no yeah so Does that's, that add weight or is it heck add, no they went four and eight add, but they beat them when they were ranked it doesn't, doesn't doesn't do anything for anybody well then it, it better not because if it does, then Texas has the best win in the year. Yeah, that's true. That, you know, that's by what, far. The, by far. If we're going to look at that, then that's. I don't look at it that way. I don't care what they're unless it was at the, like today, they were ranked number five, and and Washington's ranked number three. Okay, you beat the number three team because season's over. But to add to act like Colorado is a ranked win to me is ludicrous. Yeah, it's not. People being idiots over Colorado early on doesn't make that a ranked win. They went four and eight. I think Oregon's going to win, too. I think Oregon's going to win, and I think Louisville's going to win. If you're a Texas fan, you have your purple and gold pom-poms out tonight. Yes. Because that is a key component. If Oregon wins, they're in. It's a key component to Texas being able to get there is a Washington win. Mm -hmm. Because I'm afraid Oregon is already slotted ahead of Texas and Alabama, quite frankly. And I don't know if there's anything that those two teams can do. Here's one. If you're Georgia... You've won, what, 29 in a row? Back-to-back national titles? Let's say you lose an overtime thriller tomorrow. Yeah. Are we really keeping them out? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's already a mess. Oh, man. But it's pretty far out. Okay, so... But here's, here's the other thing, too. Let's recognize it. The... The great football that we're seeing and the reason why we're talking about so many teams is because of the transfer portal. Yeah. It is. Man. Some teams have been diluted. Some teams have been brought up. That's the whole thing. I The, the way parity has never been a thing in college football. Never. It's been the haves and the have-nots, but the portal is beginning. It's like free agency in, in, in the NFL. And it's starting to creep some of that in there. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, if you're Georgia, if you're Alabama, it's really, really hard to get somebody out of the portal to bring in that's as good as the dudes you've already got. Yeah. But you, but it's easy to lose them. Yeah. And if somebody's entering the portal because, let's say, let's say uh, Dylan Gabriel's coming back to OU and Jackson Arnold's like, you know what? I'm going to the portal. Is he going to go somewhere that's already got a solid quarterback as a starter? <clears throat> you wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Otherwise, why would he leave? Yeah. If he's going to have to go compete. Yeah. That's the, the, so it's the, – The portal started out – I think everyone was thinking, oh, my gosh, now the, the big dogs are just going to get more guys. 
I don't think that's the way it's no. turned out. Can I just be? Can I just inject some argument here? Is then why are we still seeing the same big dogs in the playoff? Because they agree. recruit great. I will agree. We're still seeing the same big dogs in the playoffs, but instead of an Alabama controlling college football for twenty years, there's going to be. I think there's going to be twelve to fifteen teams that are going that's just going to be great football. Right. I do. And because they recruit great and because there's a reason I mean they're paying top of the line coaches too. You know? Yeah, all this high school recruiting doesn't matter. Bull. Yeah. Look at Georgia and Alabama. I mean that Absolutely. Now, do they get a portal guy here and there? Sure. But not a ton of them. Alabama, I don't know if Alabama has any portal guys starting. No, I mean they had the the guy Eli Ricks that's now in the pros of the corner that came from LSU. Yeah, but you don't see it. No, you see leaving, not coming. Yeah, with Alabama, with Georgia, and yeah. so I I think you're right. I think this is the 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 route to parity mm-hmm. is going to come through, and it's going to make and it's making for great football. I can't wait for Monday. It's making for great football. The um, portal is going to be crazy. What when I, it actually? Opens. Oh my gosh! Uh, what I'm going to bring next week is how bad did the Big 12 screw up because next week I'm going to break down how much money the Big 12 would have made if the 12 team playoff started this year yeah you'd have two pretty good chances we'd we'd have three you'd have three teams in yeah I don't think so you don't think so Mm -mm. in the top 12 I don't think so well, got to be in the top 11, essentially, because That's true. You got the other one. guy. Yeah, yeah, you got one. I think you'd have two. Yeah. You'd have Oklahoma State in Texas or Oklahoma in Texas. And the reason why Oklahoma wanted to get out so much, once again, Big 12 championship is at 11 a.m. How much do, How much sense does it make to have the Big 12 championship at 11 a.m. when Florida State and Louisville could be starting at noon their time mm-hmm. and nobody cares? And the Big 12 championship could be the night game. It just doesn't make sense. Oh, my gosh. Worst contract ever signed. TV, TV, TV. All right, here's another question. Is everyone being the prisoners of the moment after last night? Or should OU basketball really play all their games in McCaslin Fieldhouse? <laughs> I didn't even. Oh, my gosh, the atmosphere looked aw- that was I mean, awesome. It looked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, great. I, I was I, I didn't watch it, and because live, it's only fifty two hundred fifty two hundred yeah. fans, it was jam packed instead of yeah. a half filled it, LNC. It proves a couple things, and I know they're talking about one of them is building a smaller venue, more state of the art, but smaller venue. Lord Lloyd, Lloyd Noble Center just was just too big. But they're not, unfortunately where they're looking at building this is not anywhere near campus. I think it need that's what gets the kids are able to walk there from their dorms from their apartments across the street whatever you know that's hard to get to the lnc you got to get into a car you got to yeah. drive there you know kids don't want to you know they want to walk so i think the best if you look at it without looking at it too intently but the best college atmosphere is those they have on-campus facilities right that's an on-campus mccaslin's an on-campus facility and they packed it up they need to do it once a year in my opinion i didn't realize that was the first time since 2012 they've done that they played a game buddy there. played there I heard that's what they said on the broadcast. I'm just re- relaying what they said. The buddy team played there. The Final Four team. They said 2012. I don't know. They lied to you, Jared. 
Well, they didn't do I, their homework. I'll then. tell you one it thing. Made I mean, look it, stupid again. Thanks a lot, media. You know, last year was pretty dismal, but the future of OU basketball looks pretty exciting. Maybe. We'll see. I'm not going to get excited. I'm not getting excited. They got Providence coming up. We'll see what happens there. They got Arkansas well, coming up. I'm, talking, I'm not Christmas. even talking so much about this year, but next year with the kid well, coming I, I, in from uh, <clears throat> Dale. Yeah. Dale. And I don't know. We'll see. Right. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, excitement about a kid from Kingfisher coming in, and now he's playing at Wichita State. He didn't yeah, guess out. what? Um, no offense to Bijan. But he's not even in the same atmosphere as Dayton I'm, I'm just It just feels like parallels. Like, okay, we're getting excited about a kid come from a middle to small school coming to OU. He's he looks great, and and then whatever. So I just want to see it happen. But I wonder. I, I was wondering Man, going this into this year. Pessimistic today. Hey, he's, uh, you were no, all no, you were no, all no, chipper I'm, from your Red Bull, I, and, and you were all not, happy and excited. And, no, you're right. New Year's Eve, 2012. Debbie Downer over here is. I'm trying not to get over. <laughs> I kept telling myself watching them beat USC that you know staying with USC, winning at the buzzer. I kept telling my, they look athletic as crazy. I mean they look against Iowa too. They looked very very athletic, and I kept telling myself, don't get excited, don't get excited. I do this every year. They'll start five and zero, six and zero, and then what a horrible existence. Oh, Whatever you do, gosh. don't get excited. Just don't get excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your basketball is nothing. It Jared, don't give yourself anything to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Porter Mosier is coaching for his job this season. He's is off true? to a great Imagine, start. Is that hey, true? I mean, what's his household like? Uh, hey, girls, I know you're excited about playing basketball this year, but I'm just going to let you know now. I mean, you might get beat a game or two, and it's not going to be that great. And... <laughs> <laughs> There's a fine line between pessimistic and realistic. What we're missing horn. is ball humbug. You need to get the Debbie Downer horn. Oh, hang on. For the future, so that when he... <laughs> All right, come talk to me at the end of January, and we'll see what, what if I was right or wrong. You were doing the same thing after the Rangers I know. lost. A, they lost one game in the series. And Here's you were... Jared. Oh, you got to have your... Uh... Can you hear it? I can hear it, yeah. Whatever you do, don't get excited. <laughs> don't do it. I'm giving them credit. They look athletic. Don't get excited about anything. <laughs> Mosier totally, We're all going to die. Mosier totally rebuilt the team. I don't know anybody on this team. One Rangers lost in the World Series. Well, that's over. Yeah, done. Well, if you're a Ranger fan, long not enough, even going to bother. It works. Not out. even going to bother oh, no. getting a they real finally, bottle of champagne. I'm going to have a two dollar and twenty eight cent bottle of champagne that I bought in 1993 yeah, in my fridge that went, I'm going to pull out. Or the sparkling great. grape, the Welch's <laughs> yeah. sparkling. Could have had that. I don't care what I was drinking. I was happy that night. This is a, this is on the text line. This is not going to make you happy. Jared sounding like an OSU fan. No, oh! with the pessimism. Oh wow, is that a knock on me or OSU fans? I think it's both. He, <laughs> that's a pretty big shot. He's one. He is one. So oh. you know, he knows how you feel. Oh, okay, well there you go. All right. Oh man. Yeah, look, they look a thousand percent more athletic than the last couple. It's coming from the text line. I agree. They look incredibly athletic. They do, but I'm not getting excited just yet. All right. Go beat Providence. Go beat Arkansas looks pretty dang good. I'm not getting Duke. excited until the final four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Speaking of not getting excited, I'm sure he's not excited about this either. What would you think about the Seth Luttrell hire? I loved it. I loved it. One of the few people that have said this. Why? Here's my question. If he came, if, if he wasn't like as an analyst or what have you, 
if he came off of somebody else's staff, would that make the excitement higher? The guy made North Texas offense work. North Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, with a, what a two-star, three-star kid, at yeah. Quarterback. I mean, come on, folks. This is a big deal. This is a good hire. I don't understand. I mean, for, number one, North Texas was idiots for firing him in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and number two, yeah. I mean, he's done it. He's been a winner everywhere he's been since he was in co- since he played college football. Um, there's nothing to not like about it, in my opinion. Except I can't stand co-offensive coordinators. Yeah, but it's, just pick the guy. It's work. It, all that is is just a way to give people more money in a title. That's true. That's all it is. That's true. With the laws and all that, Pat Jones was talking about that the other day with the tie and how you have to change the titles to be able, with state oh, laws yeah. to give more money because ah. of the, the all the different things. So he's like, that's. The part of that. I got gotcha. you. has to do with the money. Now, here's the next question. Is he already on the hot seat with OU fans? Fire Seth. <laughs> he hasn't even called a play yet. Like, yeah. I, like the first play in the bowl game that doesn't go right. I mean, isn't everybody already on the hot seat? I, I mean, the, one of After, the best jobs in college football is also one of the worst jobs in college football, and that is being the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. Yeah, true. True. You, you get to go be a head coach somewhere, but you also have to put up with idiots. Yep. Yeah. And that, you know, I mean, you take a look, that goes, that's all the way back into the 70s right there. That statement right there. I mean, Oklahoma offense, take out the 90s. <laughs> take out that one decade that we, that we don't discuss. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's true. But I don't, I'm excited. We'll see what happens. It goes back, I mean, halfway through this year, everybody's ready to fire Levy. But like we said, we don't know who's saying what in there, you know. Was Levy telling Gabriel, hey, if, you, if you're feeling pressure, check down to the safest option and let the defense win the game. Was he telling him that? Or was Gabriel checking down to the mm-hmm. safest option? Yeah. You know, you don't know. So, and that's the way that all of the that's that's every high powered offense in the country now. There's all there's always that safe guy underneath. No doubt. So, there's no doubt. All right, what's going on down at Garrison Financial? Just working with people, uh, finding ways to help them make their money work efficiently. That's what that's what we do. We want to make your money work as efficiently as possible, make every dollar count. So, come okay. down and see me. Who's going to be in the playoff? Well, like I said, I think Oregon's going to win tonight. But, uh, so it's going to be Michigan. Um, I think Georgia's going to beat Alabama. So Michigan and Georgia, Oregon, gosh, geez, oh, Texas, oh, God. It's got to be who it is. That's the thing, too. If you think Louisville's going to win. Yeah, all you people cheering for Texas, you don't want Texas – to even play in a national championship game. You don't want them to even play in one because that helps their recruiting exponentially. So keep them out of the playoffs, folks. So who is it? Fourth team. That's, if, if it plays out the way I think it's going to play out, it's going to be Texas. Texas. All right. If it plays out the way I think it's going to play out. <clears throat> Will Iowa score a point? No. (laughs) 
not one. I think their first half over under is .5. I'm not oh even kidding gosh. you. Oh, my gosh. I'm dead serious. <laughs> wow. All right, we'll be back. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? The Skinny on Sports. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal hanging out here on a Garrison Financial Friday. Jared, what's up with 4A, man? Two years in a row. Just... But has to be considered massive upset. Incredible. In the title game. Incredible. Blanchard beating Wagner last night. That was awesome. Um, it didn't stay up for it because <laughs> of the rain delay. And it makes me wonder if that had something to do with it. But um, with waiting so long and, and kicking off until, what, 9? 930 or 930 something, wasn't something it? Something like that, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you're right. Dark horse, probably not the right word to use for Blanchard. Very capable of winning. I mean, they're, they've they uh, been good all year long. But um, I injected that conversation because all season long we talked about Wagner, Poto, Poto, Wagner. Mm-hmm. There's always been it's just a two-horse race here. And I was just kind of like, well, watch out for this Blanchard team. So kudos to, to Blanchard. It, and I almost said this yesterday. This feels like last year's game where nobody gave Cush or Wagner a chance they go and pull off the upset and beat Cushing. And I almost said that. Like, this kind of feels like that. Nobody's giving Blanchard a chance against this Wagner team that's, that has been so good all year long. And then maybe Blanchard has a shot. So good job to Blanchard keeping it on this side of 35. I, I applaud him for that. Yeah, Coach Craig, he's a good dude. We'll deal with him during the basketball season when we have to go to, go to Blanchard. And uh, senior quarterback Carson Cooksey. And the Lions, nineteen to fourteen, state champs. Third all-time state title in football for Blanchard. First since twenty twelve, and the first since moving up to four A. Their last title came in twenty twelve as a three A school. So, yeah, it's it's surprising. That's and, and not even like a slight to Blanchard. To me, more of a this is what Wagner does. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. they've been there, the pedigree that uh, that they've had. What since the turn of the millennium, basically? Yeah, they played. Uh, was it oh five? I have to go by memory banks. I think they uh, Condit was maybe a second year there. Played for the title in oh five, and they've never looked back. 
They've always been in that conversation since then. And I always wondered, this guy's a young guy. He, How long will he be? He's a lifer. He's staying at Wagner. I always wondered if somebody like a like a Jinx or a Union or a Broken Arrow up in that area, Muskogee, would would hire him and but now he's he's built something really nice there. They're gonna they're always gonna be there. Blanchard will be too. And um four A next year is gonna be really interesting with the schools that are being added into it. Yeah, and they Wagner's got a bunch they've got they've got key dudes back for sure. Yeah. Yeah, two thousand five lost to Clinton, two thousand ten lost to Douglas, and then they start winning in eleven. Eleven, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, twenty. And then last year. Yeah, six since 2011. That's surprising to me. It just felt like a game that they they normally, you know, they just kind of right. win those games. Before I went to bed, they were down, what, 13-7, thir- something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, Blanchard's giving them a fight. Had a feeling they would. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and check it, and they're, they're going to they're gonna win. And um, they were thrown to the end zone trying to win that thing and couldn't get it done. So again, congratulations to the Lions. Tough district, man. Four A two. I'm watching the last play right now. Yeah, they got kind him of running. Flung it up. Yeah. yeah, they they got penetration and they they he just kind of desperation heave, just to give himself a chance, his team a chance. Sound like it was a good game. Five turnovers. It's hard to win a game when you have five turnovers, and that's what that's what Wagner had, and that's the way Blanchard, man. We talked about it a little bit that, yesterday. That defense, yeah. And and scoring points in other ways than offense, whether it be special teams, whether it be defensive touchdowns, they've, they've just kind of had a knack for that. And last night, it, it, it's so – it is. It's kind of eerie how much that game reminds you of what happened last year. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just kind of an eerie – didn't play out exactly the same way, but, but it's very similar. Very, very, so very So two similar. years – in a row, the underdog, unofficial underdog, has won this game. So next year, naturally, I'm going to pick the underdog to win the game, yeah. whoever that is. Probably against Wagner. Yeah, that's Wagner probably back or have a good chance to be back. Imagine a Heritage Hall-Wagner final. I know one thing, that district's going to be hard out here. Oh, it's going to be incredibly tough. Very, very incredibly tough. Incredibly tough. If you get if you get in the top four, throw a parade, right? That's what we were talking about the other day at Cash's deal couple of I mean coach green you might have you might have six teams that are playoff worthy unfortunately two are going to <laughs> two be left of them out. will not be exactly. able to make it yeah so you get that four spot that's an achievement that's an achievement you win the title that is something something big and you know and then there's the there's this if as tough as this district's going to be next year for a one is that good or bad because you have to, if you were able to navigate that district, take your lumps, somehow get in the playoffs, and then you're just going like, okay, whew, we're here. Does it make you better for the playoffs, or does it just wear you out? It's a good question because you're going to looking across at District Two, Blanchard, Bethany, Cushing, and Tuttle. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's going to be good too. Wow. Chickasha, Cash, Class, and Clinton, Elk City, Heritage Hall, Newcastle, and Weatherford. Some good teams. Yeah. Very good teams. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fun tonight. There's some pretty decent matchups on the old hardwood. Specifically, where you're going to be. Yeah. Merritt coming to Canoe. That ought to be two pretty good games. Yeah, even the junior high's playing. 
before. So like four good games right there. I was fortunate I saw they played on Monday in their tournament, mm-hmm. the Burns Flat Canute tournament. The girls game was good and, and boys game was, was good too. So get there early, four o'clock, you can watch four good games. Um yeah, the uh, the girls game in high school is gonna be a test for for Canuke. Merritt's very good. And I know they only got one game under their belt, but there's a lot of expectations for for what they returned last year. Well they game away from state had that incredible run of undef- uh what the win streak was what was it? It was twenty two. Yeah. They lost their first game of the year and then they to Canute, by the way, and did not lose and Until area finals. Until area finals. And they return a lot of key pieces on that team. And there's a high expectations for them. Being yeah, I I'm I'm looking forward to it. Seeing what, what happens there and then the boys game too. Yeah. That should be a good one. Twenty four. Twenty four in a row. Lost the first game, won twenty four in a row, and then lost two straight in the area tournament. I don't know if, and I'm not throwing shade at Merritt or anything, but did them beating Cordell or I'm not, did that tell us anything? No. No. No offense, Cordell. No. but right? it, I mean. It's all about what they have coming back off that team last year. Is the, I mean, listen, if Canute wins this game, it's an upset. Absolutely. In my Even though Merritt's only played one game. I think I think you would have to consider that an upset if they're able to beat beat Merritt because when you look around, they're one of, if not the best, girls team out here. Yeah. Yeah, I expect a fight. I expect a tough fight. I shorted. Dude hasn't played in like ten days. I shorted Wagner a turnover, and they had six. Oh man. That's kind of impressive. You have six turnovers and you still had a chance to win that game. Yeah. Yeah, 9-20 is when they finally got to start. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Other games tonight. Oh, man, I clicked off of it. Uh, Obviously, Elk City and uh, Weatherford getting their season started. This evening over at the Eagles Nest. I'm interested. I, I'm interested to see the girls' result. I thinking back. I don't think I've ever called an Elk City win on the girls' side over Weatherford. I think you got to go back to Kenley Crouch's sophomore year when they won the Weatherford tournament, beating them. It's been a while back. That's been a minute. There's been a couple of chances. I know in the finals of the Kingfisher tournament a few years back, it was a close game down to the wire. That Weatherford was able to pull off, so that I'm I'm interested to see kind of the youth and the growth on the girls' side, and then the boys' side. I mean, I, I I can't wait to watch Weatherford play. You know, the disappointment at the end of the season last year for the, what was a very young team, just a half an inch away from winning the title with Jackson Smith on a three, a, you know, the game winner that just didn't go in. They return everybody. The size, uh, I think, you know, Coach Bull running that that one three one, trapping with the size that they possess and the athleticism that they possess. It's just so hard to figure out a way to score, and then much less what they can do on the offensive end. Let's see what the Elks have for. I just listen. There's a whole bunch of people that don't have anything for them. Is the truth. 
in class four. No, they're a matchup nightmare for a lot of people. Yeah, they'll start. They'll start one or two, probably number two in the state behind Douglas because I think they returned a bunch too off the state title team a year ago. You kind of guess they're right in there. They'll be in that mix for sure. So it'll be uh, obviously a stern, very stern first test uh, for the Big Oaks. I would be comfortable putting them number one. Now, wait a minute, mister. You're number one until you get beat. I know, I know. It's normally normally your jam. If you watch that game. Douglas had him beat pretty good until the end, and all of a sudden they came roaring back. Yeah, they had a lot of chances to win that game. I'd be okay with putting him at number one. If I'm Coach Bull, I want to be number two. Have that drive. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll be back. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific state. It's referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Yeah, they say this guy scratches himself better than he throws a ball. Welcome back. Garrison Financial Friday. Wrapping up the week right here on the Skinny on Sports. 98.1 FM, the sports animal. You heard from Scott earlier. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email address. 124 North Main is the physical address downtown here in Elk City. Give him a call at 821-1219. He's a full financial planner. Shop the open market to bring you the best value on your life insurance and your investments. He can manage your stuff, or if you want to if you want to kind of manage it but you're not sure how to build a plan, he can charge you hourly to build you a plan that then you can go ahead and manage from there. And he works with your accountants to streamline all the tax ramifications, make sure all the returns are filed correctly. It's crazy. I'm looking at, you know, you brought up that trivia question about Bob Stoops 25 years ago getting hired. There's a picture of him that the Oklahoma football Facebook page or socials have posted. And the, the picture of Bob, he, man, he looks like Drake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he looks just like his son. That is uh, crazy. And then there's Joe Castiglione with the killer mustache that he has to grow back. <laughs> yeah, they look like a couple of young kids ready to set out on an adventure, don't Isn't that they? crazy. You can see some of the players in the background. Um, yeah, Trent Smith, I can. Yeah, make, I remember um, Trent being kind of not front and center, but behind and center. Yeah, he he was. Trent was very vocal about trying to keep on John Blake because yeah, John Blake was a players coach. Yep. He 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 was, he was one who recruited him on campus, and he was trying to. He I remember a news story where they had a players players were rallying to try to keep him there, and he was one of them. He was kind of the. Kind of got ahead of that, but um, looked like everything worked out for everybody. Correct. I think that uh, not in anyone's wildest imagination could they have realized the success that was coming on that day 25 years ago. 
in a lot of ways kind of almost a little bit disappointing that he wasn't able to win at least one of those other games to get to the multiple national title level. Already an icon, already a Hall of Famer, but that puts you on even a different level. Well, absolutely, and and but he always had. I mean, there's countless teams where they were always in that conversation late in the season. You know, playing for them and, and winning them are two different things. But there are a lot of teams, a lot of programs out there that would love to play for him. You know, mm-hmm. so and he's a great ambassador for the program for the university. He's still doing it today. It's a great hire. Twenty five years ago. 25 years ago today. All right, Jared. Man, I feel old. I'm going to ask you two separate questions. All right. I asked Scott this one. Now you can answer it. Okay. What scenarios are you hoping play out this weekend on the college football gridiron? Any scenario that keeps Texas out. What are you hoping happens? (laughs) Any scenario that keeps Texas out. Um, Let me think of a scenario. I want uh, let's think of, just for entertainment value. I want Bama to win. I want Oregon to win. And I want here's the deal. Whatever if there's if this if there's any fire to that smoke of Rotomaker being out, whatever. I I still want to see Florida State win just to make the committee squirm and see what they do with an undefeated Florida State ACC champion team. So, and um, yeah, I guess that's about it. I mean, is it even worth – I mean, I'm not even going to say I want Iowa to win. That's, that's, not what I was, even that's exactly it's what I was going to ask. Is it even worth talking about Iowa winning? No, it's not happening. Are they the most un- disrespected – Ten and two team of all time. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Well, what was uh, you know there was times way back before even I mean, back in the BCS days when it was Big Twelve North and South. There's always those teams out of the North that would play well OU most of the time, and no one gave them a chance. There's that year that Kansas State won it, but I mean there's a Colorado team a couple times. What were their records? Nobody gave them a shot. Yeah, like well, Joel Klatt. Yeah, I think was the quarterback for Colorado when they got beat seventy to nothing by Texas in two thousand and five. Right, I don't know their record going in. I don't remember they did enough to win the. I feel North. like there was always teams that had two or three losses. There's a Colorado team. What was that 07? Peterson, oh four, four, up in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Peterson, that awesome run, about from fifty yards out. I don't know what – that was Colorado. I don't know what their record was. It's, it's worth Googling. But nobody gave them a shot. They didn't have any shot to get into a – I shorted beat. Colorado a field goal. It was 70-3. to three. Yeah, I was going to say. They didn't – yeah, I remember that. I remember listening to that on a bus coming back from a football game. Probably it. Yeah. And I, I turned it on. And I heard the score, and I turned it right back. Colorado 7-4 and four going into that game. Against Texas? Against Texas. They would end up 7-6 and six after losing a bowl game. The but best that's a good question. A 10-win team like Iowa. And every time someone talks about Iowa, they kind of giggle, but they say, but their defense is okay. Their defense is pretty good. But that offense. Their offense is so bad. So, so bad. They scored 216 points all season. 
And that wasn't even the fewest in the Big Ten. You think they're, they're uh, is offense coordinator Ferentz's son? Oh, yeah. You think he's going, sitting back going, yeah, my offense might be bad, but it's enough. There was always rumors going into the year that they had to average a certain amount of points for him not to get fired. He didn't get there. I think it's supposed to be like 21. So 216 divided by 12, that's definitely less than 21. Because in 10 games, that would be 21 a game. Problem is they paid 12. So does dad fire him? I don't. Th- I think it was even a, from the stories was it was a directive from on high. But I, what, but, what is? But what, what do you do? do? Iowa went tw- ten and two. Exactly, and and Ference is is like a Stoops there, right? He's he was been there bef- a year before Stoops, right? Same time, same year. So what what do you do? Do you fire the guy? Be- what if he says you're not firing my son? You fire him. I'm gone. You got to fire me if you want to fire him. That's kind of a tough spot. Or they just go, ah, can't get any worse than this. Offense has to get better. We went 10-2 and two with that offense. Imagine if it's just a tick better. I think that's probably what the people are saying. Yeah, you went 10-2 and two with this. Just think if you could score a couple more points. Well, that's kind of like Oklahoma when they had really bad de- – well, sometimes they, this year they had bad defense, but back in the really bad – they're still winning 10-plus 10 10 games. Going, well, it can't get any worse. Imagine if it gets better. We can go undefeated. 216 points for, 146 points against. That's a crazy amount. It's less than two touchdowns. It's crazy. And that wasn't But there they are playing for the Big Ten title. I get it. Horrible division. Who was second in that division? Hmm. Wisconsin or somebody? Here, just a second. I'll tell you. Wisconsin was no... Jug- Nobody in that. Nebraska <laughs> was not good. Wisconsin wasn't good. Who was it? A tie. Between Wisconsin and who should be the national coach of the year. Northwestern. Northwestern went 7-5. and five. That's pretty... That's pretty amazing. When they... Have they announced when they're bringing in... SC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, are they redoing the the divisions or is it going to be the top two teams? I think it's going to be yeah, – I don't think there's going to be divisions. They need to do the top two teams, right? Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. That's what they got to do. Yeah, David Braun. Remember, he took over just a couple of months before the season started. At Northwestern. Because of Fitzgerald got fired for hazing stuff. There were 1-11 last year. And he turns it around to 7-5. and five. Give him the National Coach of the Year. Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of SEC-like where there's not divisions. You have kind of a schedule. And By the way, that's coming out the 13th. See that last night? Yeah, I did. December 13th, we'll know the schedules for the SEC next year, all the teams. Okay, so you want chaos. You can't get to Iowa being part of that chaos. No, no. Just just for – I want chaos that keeps Texas out. There's my official answer. So how does that happen? Is it as simple as tonight? No, I think the Louisville-Florida State thing has to come and play too. I don't think it is as simple as as tonight's result. Assuming Texas wins, obviously. Right. So if Georgia wins, Michigan wins, Oregon wins – Louisville beats Florida State. That opens the door that, for that Texas. That fourth spot, that's where that conversation of Texas, Ohio State, and even 
No, because Alabama would be out. It, yeah, it would be between and Washington. Washington. Thank you. Yeah, those three one losses right there. I think that's that there's going to be a, a 24 hours of conversation of who do you put in. I think if you're a Horns fan, the game tonight is the most important one. I, I, assuming you win. Because I think a Washington win really flings that door wide open for Texas. Right. Wide open for them to then make the first statement tomorrow morning and kind of make the first claim for that spot. In popular opinion, I think Washington will win. Yeah, you're about the only person on earth that thinks that. It's crazy. I've been on him all season Mm -hmm. long. I've been on Penix Jr. all season long. I think he wins the Heisman tonight with the Heisman-like performance on the national stage in Vegas under the primetime lights. I think it sets up for him. I know they've kind of faltered and floundered around. I think they go in a little looser, knowing we've had these guys' numbers and Oregon's going in a little tight, going, we got to get them back. We got to get them back. I'm just – Going with my gut feeling here. I should have said this yesterday about Blanchard, but I'm saying it now. Washington. I think Washington wins tonight. In fact, if you ask me what I think is going to happen this weekend, I think all four undefeateds win. And I don't think we're going to see chaos. I think all four get in. Oh, boo. I know, right? It's boring. Nobody wants that. I know. Yeah, Alabama (laughs) winning is where it starts getting fun. Yeah. Give me a percentage chance that an SEC team isn't in the playoff. Uh, I'll go around the 15% chance. There's going to be one in. I think, no, 15% there won't. I think there... 85% that there will be? Yeah. So what, okay, so the (laughs) the path to that... Being of one a, not being in? Being a possibility is obviously Washington winning, Texas winning, Florida State winning, Michigan winning, and Alabama winning. Yeah. That's the only path for that, right? Yeah. Three undefeateds. In Texas winning. Texas winning and Alabama winning. Because Texas Texas has beat Alabama. You know, how, how can you put Georgia in over Alabama because Alabama just right. beat them? How can you put Alabama in over Texas because Texas beat them? Wasn't it? Wasn't that in the converse? Now help me remember when OU beat Ohio State, mm-hmm. and OU had that over Ohio State. Yeah, but I think Ohio State didn't even play for their no for the Big Ten. Yeah, you're right. I think they ended up with two losses. But it helped them. It one. helped them. It oh, helped yeah, OU. It I'll... made there not be a conversation. Right. It helped them. I couldn't remember if there was that head-to-head conversation, but I think you're right. I think Ohio State suffered another loss. Yeah, they end up with two. I think Penn State played for the Big Ten title out of the East that year, if I remember right. I believe you're right. Yeah, 0.0. <laughs> I I can't imagine a world where that occurs, but that's the that's that's the path to it is Washington, Florida State, Michigan all winning, and Texas and Alabama winning. That would be the only chance that that happens. 
That stat keeps ringing in my ears what you said yesterday about no team ranked, what, seventh? Seventh or worse. Or worst has made that leap in the last weekend. Yeah, and it's never happened. Only sixth. Ohio State went from sixth to fourth the first year. So that that one's kind of sticking with me, too. You know what's kind of crazy? There's a chance, albeit a small one now because Ohio State lost last week, but there was a chance that the last four-team playoff could look exactly like the first four-team playoff. Bama, Ohio State, Oregon, and Florida State. Mm. That chance kind of went away last week, but what would be – what would shock you the most? Of the final four or of what, the results this weekend? The results this weekend. Obviously, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Iowa winning. Iowa scoring 10. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It would not shock me if Alabama wins. It would, it would not shock me if Oklahoma State wins. Quite honestly. Uh, let's, I guess the answer would have to be Iowa. Doesn't it almost feel like Louisville's going to win? I don't know, man. They, they dropped to Kentucky last week. Were they looking ahead? I don't know. I keep hearing that, you know, like I said earlier, you know, all that smoke about their quarterback situation, Florida State's quarterback situation. And, and I just keep thinking, it's not going to matter. Like talently around, they're more talented elsewhere compared to Louisville. I give Louisville a lot of credit. I mean, they because was Coach Brom, great season for them, and, and you know, turned out beating Notre Dame was not a fluke. No. So I give them a lot of credit, but I mean, that wasn't the greatest Mark Stoops Kentucky team that they lost to. He's had better on campus, and they, they lost to them. Now, I, I really go back to I think Florida State has set up for this year across the board with their skill position and defense, too. Their defense is really good, like you pointed out. Yeah, their defense is good. I man. just can't go there, though. I can't go there. I think Louisville's just going to – I just feel like they're going to win. I don't feel like they're going to win. I said it earlier. I think Florida State wins. So when we come here in here on Monday – who are the four teams? I will have Georgia, Michigan, Georgia, Michigan, um, Washington, Florida State. Like I said, I don't think there's going to be chaos. I think Washington wins tonight. And I will eat crow on Monday if it doesn't happen. How about you? Who's your four? Gosh, <clears throat> I'm trying to separate what I think is going to happen with what I predicted to start the season. <laughs> because I predicted Alabama to win it all. You did. I did. I did indeed. I also had it. I also spent a little money on Oklahoma State at like forty to one to win the Big Twelve. If you don't, if you guys don't remember that, every dogs on me for the Oregon State pick, but I actually had OSU as well for a small portion of my hundred bucks. Try it. I've got to figure out when we did that and go back and have that ready to go next week. Start saving the my notes. I'm gonna write this stuff down. Okay, I think it's going to be who I think it's going to be. I think it's gonna be Georgia, Michigan, 
Oregon, and Texas. All right. I think I, I think Florida State loses. I think Oregon wins tonight. Have you seen the stats of Saban? Uh, they're always crazy. No, I haven't. What's He's the latest? He's never one? lost in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Really? Never lost. Well, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself if you're an Alabama fan. And I think he's only lost one SEC title game. Back in 2008 to Florida. So he's um, probably feeling pretty good about this, his chances. Did you happen to see David Pollock run in his mouth the other day? You know, David Pollock, the oh, I remember former him, Georgia the, player. The former ESPN employee, yeah. What, about, do you, what do you say? Kirby Smart is 100% the best coach in this game. Crazy stuff like that. Wow. I don't know if that's true or not. All right, so you've got the undefeateds. Yeah. I can't believe I'm picking against Alabama. All right, I've got Georgia, Michigan, Texas, and Oregon. The order would be Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas. So you'd get Oregon and Michigan. You'd get Georgia and Texas. So on yours, you'd get Georgia, Florida State, Michigan, Washington. What is the percent chance in your mind that Florida State gets left out as an undefeated? Pretty small. Pretty, pretty small chance. I won't say 0.0, but I'll I'll say 5% chance they get left out as an undefeated. You can't leave them out undefeated. You just can't. You can't do it. Oh, I think you can. Uh, Well, anything's possible, but they would have to answer a lot of questions as to why you're leaving. An un- the main one, the main answer would be, well, they're quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. You know what the answer probably would be? Well, Bo Nix completed 78% of his passes this year. That was <laughs> yeah, kind of the answer yeah. to every question the other night. <laughs> right. All right, we got Paragon TV tonight, 6.30 for girls games, 8 o'clock for boys. Big Elk TV as well, 6.30 for the girls, 8 o'clock for the boys. There'll be lots to cuss and discuss on Monday. At some point, we got to decide. You got to tell me who you think is going to win the Heisman. I think you're with Penix. Yeah. We'll talk about that next week, leading up to the announcement. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax 
techs and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.